I'm Rob Hirschfeld, CEO and co-founder of RackN and your host for the Cloud 2030 podcast. In this episode, we dive into the chaos created by Broadcom's acquisition of VMware. We talk about what Broadcom is doing, why it's a problem, how enterprises are reacting, what alternatives are on the market. We cover the whole mess in all its glory and even provide some love for Broadcom. All that and more, you're gonna enjoy this episode. Um, but yeah, I would love to do a Broadcom. Um, oh my God, there's so much going on with that. I think it's timely and useful. Oh, <laughs> Let's good. do it. I'm glad to hear that. I'm really curious. I, 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 we need a like an appropriate soundtrack for like you know some some you know rumbling road with you know like like uh, Mad Max Thunder Road of like. <laughs> of of the, the 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 hordes coming or or something like that, but yeah, what's what's who wants to jump in on on the hot take? Well, actually, Dana, what was it that is has caught your attention particularly about it? Because this has well, been kind of in the works for a while. Yeah, so I was at the VMware conference where they sort of made the announcement. I think everybody kind of knew it was happening on the way, but. Um, it hadn't been approved yet, so there was, but mostly what I was hearing at the conference, and I, Rob probably heard more better than I did, but that there was a lot of concern from the partners who were VM VMware customers about what was going to happen to them. And so uh, since I am tuned into the partner ecos partner and channel ecosystem, um, they're pretty much, the leaders in that area are pretty much saying that. Broadcom is doing this for a you know really short-term gain, gain. They're doing a lot of things to sort of destroy partnerships and ecosystem. And the uh, executives will be heralded as financial geniuses for short-term gains, but the 10-year overall landscape is really bad for uh, for the partners of, VM, uh, of VMware. And that it, it opens up a lot of opportunities for people to compete with VMware to pick up a lot of extra business and gain a competitive advantage. So those are the things that I'm hearing. All right. Well, go ahead. Well, I guess the first order of business is when, when in an acquisition like this, the first thing out of their mouths is this is what's going to happen to the channel. You know, this is, this is, I'm, you know, I'm basically sending all of our, you know, the major portion of our, of our channel partners into perdition. Um, that by its very nature says, all right, you know, get the hell out, find something else, whether you're a channel partner, whether you're customer, uh, I guess the question about competition though, is from whom because it and in my mind it's they're like two maybe two serious places you go to get a you know get yourself into a safe position and after that then i i guess my question to the rest of you is 
where else? I mean, and uh, it seems limited. I, there's, there's actually I, the alternatives question is a really fascinating one. Um, I, let, can do you mind if we hold the alternatives and then look at the look at the, the the yeah. implosion? Because I, I, to your point, they they're doing exactly what people expected them to do, right? Um, and in a lot of cases, what they telegraphed they were going to do, um, right? They're shutting down products. They're bundling things more aggressively. They're raising prices, um, although making it look like they're not. Which kudos to their 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 engineering price engineering. Um, they're 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 cutting partners. They're they're cutting partners out. Um, I mean that's those were all pretty well telegraphed. The thing that's weird to me is is how much people are are you know sort of a shock and awe after the fact about you know that they're that they did it. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's it's sort of the yeah, this is pretty much what we expected them to do. Um, well, I think it's the people who are expressing shock are the folks who have a pretty serious sunk investment in VMware. So we we are definitely seeing, because we deal with a lot of customers who deal with VMware, um, they are really, really looking at uh, I, I know we're going to hold the alternatives conversation, um, but they are they are investigating alternatives much more aggressively than they have before. Um, the 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 so one of the questions I have in this is: Does anybody care? Really care that VMware that they're shutting down a whole bunch of products that they're not selling very well, and and then more aggressively bundling the stuff that they 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 want they they think should be integrated. I mean, other than employees of VMware, other than employees of VMware, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, and and, and there are some users of of these these products. Uh, some of them were acquisitions. Yeah. Some of them were flight, you know, things flights of fancy. Um, you know, I there is no long tail for some of this technology. Correct, and that that is. That is the problem. That has been the problem. They have been willing to, you know, historically, VMware has been willing to take on kind of special purpose projects on the on the basis that um, it's good investigatory product research. It's good for reputation. And it keeps people coming back. Is is um, there something that you're you you have in mind from that perspective? As a, I, I mean, I'm. I mean, I can I I could look up the list of. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, actually, what do you consider? What do you consider? You're you're in the you're in the thick of it more than I. What do you yeah. consider? Kind of out on the fringe and what what's mainstream i mean what do you think where would you place the whole tansu kind of situation bless you tansu uh, so interestingly enough i i think i i think i think the kubernetes embedded story is is really really critical for them 
Um, and I don't think that right. there's a partner that they have to do it. I think, I think Kubert, I think the Tanzu stuff is actually, I don't, I don't think they did it the right way, but I, I actually think the strategy is really important. And I mean, I've, um, we, we've, we've talked, um, talked to a lot of people, um, you know, they, they're doing real stuff that the weird stuff, right. You have pivotal and all the pivotal cloud foundry stuff was in the middle, in the mix with all this. Yeah. You have, you know, several different storage technologies and networking technologies. You have um, um, stuff that they, they'd migrated away from that they were still maintaining. I'm, I'm, I actually pulled up the list here. I'll put the link in. Um, right where where what they'd done is they hadn't, they, 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 you know, they have this ARIA operation stuff where it's a whole bunch of things stuffed together. Um, that they're basically just stuffing together and the individual, their individual products, those things are going away as individual products, which are forcing people to, to look at them more aggressively. Mm. Um, that's quite a list. It's, it's a list, but I mean, some of this stuff, it's like vSphere Robo, uh, yeah. vSphere desktop, acceleration kits, um, remote, oh. Robo must be remote office. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm stuff yeah um and anybody that's actually using some of those things what all it seems to me to do to answer one of the upcoming questions is it pushes more people to accelerate their modernization migration yeah kind of renovation so the question is, yeah. where do you go? Do you get a replacement? Do you, are you looking for a, you know, a drop-in replacement? Or are you going to more modern, or I'll say contemporary approaches to <laughs> uh, people who have done or are doing, using a lot more automated tools and different approaches to containerize um and basically modernize or renovate uh existing applications and i don't talk i'm not talking about kind of the you know the, just the enterprise you know the old enterprise old uh, rdbms kinds of stuff i'm i i think that what it will do is push push people either into you know the the plug-in replacement, or yeah. it'll it'll accelerate their their renovation side. What what's an example of a plug-in replacement? What do you mean by that? Well, if you're getting into networking, you know what can you what can you <laughs> you can find a few. Of course, I don't know how well supported <laughs> they are, but you can find a few, a few, a few things that you can um, use for some of your virtual network tech. Um, when you're, you know, some of it's open source, so you it it changes the it changes the ecosystem. It's a good question, Diana, and nothing comes to mind immediately, but. Um, I think mostly it's it's in the I I think about it mostly in terms of networking. I I actually think it's very hard and 
Um, and this is the, the benefit of VMware that in, I'm, I'm going to try and put on the yay Broadcom hat for a moment. Because, um, right, it's been, it's proven really, really hard to, to, to decompose this platform into sub-platforms the way VMware has been bringing it to market. So they, they've really consistently squashed any um, multi-vendor platform play in the virtualization space. And, and I think when we talk about alternatives, what you'll see is, is the alternatives for the most part have to decompose a lot of these pieces. VMware has yeah. been so, sort of walking that slowly. What, what, what Broadcom sort of did was say, you know what, there is no such thing as a non-integrated network storage compute. We're, we're going to stuff it all together and you're going to buy it all and you're going to buy it as a nothing SaaS, else. Yeah. Right? And, and so, right, angst aside, I, I don't think yeah. they're wrong. I think when we talk yeah. to customers, they want a more integrated virtualization platform. Yeah. Right? Um, and so maybe I my use yeah. of the term drop-in was wrong. I think I think that point that you're making, Diana, and I think it's it's the right one. There is a there really isn't a drop-in in many of these cases. There, you do have to, to you do have to decompose and either rebuild or to all out replace. There, there used to be, but I, it's very hard to sell. And this is what I think. Is is trouble is hard for customers. This was our CTO Greg Althaus's um, statement, so I, he he really deserves credit with this. But because we were talking about it, and he's like, our customers want a vendor to buy this from, and the the challenge is is not necessarily that VMware right is they're used to buying it from VMware. They don't trust Broadcom at the moment, mm -hmm. but they do want to buy an integrated suite with this, because that's what VMware's been, yeah. they've, they've been building this bigger and bigger suite, even Red Hat, you know, Red Hat's approach with this is, you know, it's a, they're a single vendor for a gazillion open source, different nooks and crannies. Right. Um, and, you know, that's, that's actually not that, it's not that, it's not as enticing for the enterprise customers. It's nice for us, because then we can come in and, and target individual components better ecosystem play. Yeah. But, um, right, it's been super hard to partner with VMware as a consequence. VMware is like, oh, well, we think we can do that better than you. And we're like, yeah. you know, and it just shuts us, shuts us down, even if it's not true. The, right. the appeal of an integrated solution for our enterprise <laughs> customer is that it is a single procurement task. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, versus, like, if you do a piecemeal, each single in individual piece needs to be reviewed, approved, procured. Um, you might need to haggle it, for yeah. right, better and then, pricing. Uh, and then integrated and tested. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the flip right. side, um, as we've seen, not just with VMware Broadcom, but also with Google is that when you put all of your eggs in one basket, the risk of a rug pull mm -hmm. and you being left out without a solution because the vendor decides to drop support for that particular thing that you need increases. Yeah. 
Is that how some VMware customers are feeling right now? The I, I'm not a VMware customer, so I, um, I cannot tell, but I, I would imagine that they might. I, I think they're perceiving it, even though I, I suspect most of them aren't really um, impacted by this. Okay. Um, I don't think many the, of them are VMware surprised. VMware Aria Suite, right? The VMware Aria stuff is pretty set, you know, set, it was central to a lot of companies' plans here. Um, right, if they're shuttering VMware area operations and VMware area automation, which is what I'm seeing on this list, um, then that's that's a pretty significant operational change of direction. Um, but at the same time, I, it, it's not clear to me that they're they're shuttering this as a standalone thing. They're pro they the, my understanding was they were just bundling all this stuff into the um into the suite. So it's either buy the suite or go somewhere else. If you buy the suite, the question is, are you you know buying a you know buying a whole automobile in order to just use the transmission exactly so so i have two questions here to diana's to add on to diana's questions so right there it is given that you're in the thick of it rob yep what what do you think is ultimately on broadcom's roadmap now that the acquisition has been complete, where are they aiming to go? Um, the, the thing that it looks like to me is they are investing in self-managed infrastructure mm -hmm. here. Um, they, they are, they, they hear that customers want that more integrated solution. And so I think they're trying to be a more central, trying to become the central part. They sort of already are the central part of people who are self doing self-managed infrastructure. Because what, what I'm reading with this is that a lot of the stuff that people are, you know, saying, oh, they killed whatever. They didn't kill it. They, they pulled all these pieces into a single skew. Right. And so Aria, there's like, it, it looks like everything in Aria was killed, but it's not. Everything Aria is now bundled into Cloud Foundation and you have to get it, right? Basically, you're paying for it, whether you want to use it or not. Um, yeah. I, I think so it's a sh it, there's a shelfware, there's a shelfware aspect to it that Broadcom understands and has understood for a long time. I agree. I, I would not also be surprised if there was a relicensing aspect to this. Like, um, try to deprecate oh, so. as much as possible the long-term or lifetime licenses and move entirely to a subscription model because that's what's profitable. Right. I, that's... I can I can tell you that the VMware, one of the big challenges that, that we see customers having, um, oh boy, I'm going to get, I'll give you all some dirt because um, they pissed us off and, and we don't have restrictions against saying this. Customers have a ton of trouble migrating, upgrading their systems from older versions into new versions. 
Um, and they end up having to, because when they buy new hardware, the new hardware, old, old, the old versions don't run on the new hardware. Um, but they pulled a move for us um, where we, to support secure boot, which you would assume every customer should want, but very few customers implement because it's finicky. Once you turn on, once you turn on secure boot infrastructure, if everything doesn't work, things things break. And so, a lot of what we've seen is that customers look at doing it, and then they they struggle to turn it on. Um, what, what for VMware's current version, um, we our one of our top customers is turning on secure boot. It's been a three year objective for them to be able to do this. And so we build a version of our agent that uh, is signed and works in secure mode. Also makes sense. VMware decided that they don't want us to distribute the secure version of our of our agent to enable secure boot. It has to be as a customer by customer decision for them for for people to get our the version of our product that work, that enables them to secure boot. So. And so, it, right, it, the work's all done. We have an insecure version and a secure version, but we can only distribute the secure version to people who have permission from VMware to install the secure version. Permission? Yes. How? How? Uh, we have an amended contract with VMware where we can only distribute, uh, we can't distribute the uh, secure version of the, the enable secure boot. And, and on what basis do they say they grant or do not grant permission uh they they signed it it has to be signed by vmware in order for this to work and so that's they're restricting it yeah that's the mechanism what's the basis on their decision to to give you permission or not they don't want more no they're 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 it's they're discouraging they're they they want to own the whole experience they don't they don't see the value in collaborating with somebody who improves outcomes for their customers. Ah. Forwards and backwards. Sorry? How did they decide go, no go when you asked? Yeah, that's what I was asking. Yeah. If, if, if you're asking them for permission, do they ever refuse? And if they do, they never, on it's what not basis? a question of refusing, they never say yes. <laughs> the, the, the problem is... Ah, the okay. Problem. They just ghost you? <laughs> Sorry? They just ghost you? They, um, what ends up happening is um, the, the, the process has consistently been over years and years that the customer has to be involved to demand that, that they, they do the work. And then they so they just putting putting roadblocks in fight fight. Okay. Yeah. No. It's they 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 right. It's on them to sign it, and so they own the the and keys. And if our customer didn't insist on it, they they wouldn't do it. And so what what they ended up doing is the customer pushed and pushed and pushed, and they finally said, "We'll do it just for you." No. So it sounds like they're 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 adopting the Microsoft embrace extend the extinguish model, but just jumping straight to extinguish. That's yeah. their that's their goal. That's why I'm not I'm I'm perfectly willing to talk about it because it's the silliest thing in the world. It because you would you would think it would benefit all of their customers to have secure boot, and you can't do it right. I, nobody else has been able to make it work. 
Um, sorry, that's my that's my rant. There's other I have other rants too about them not wanting to pursue, but, but this is in line. All right, so here's the theme. They're not op they're operating as if they want to own the whole stack and they want to protect the whole stack and lock everybody out. This is where you were asking what Broadcom's MO is. Broadcom's yeah. MO is I want to be the single vendor you go to, I want to own the whole stack. I want you to buy everything for me. And part of buying everything for me means that you now have incentives to go to their tooling because you've already paid for it. We see this strategy all the time with the hardware OEMs also. And so if you walk into somebody who's paying you, know, you know, tens of millions of dollars to VMware because they need virtualization, and you're like, and by the way, this includes all of your salt stack, whatever, 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 even <laughs> if it's not the best tool, it's already paid for. And so pe people will use. So why reinvent the wheel? And right. and I think this is you know this I actually think is pretty transparent, um, and and customers are very wary of that. Um, right, even because we we see this with um, a lot of the management suites on cloud. Right, I think the cloud vendors are realizing that customers want management suites outside of the cloud built-in tools because they actually want some their autonomy from that. And so, right. you know, it, it's an interesting stretch because there's this warring, like, customer, the procurement wants one vendor, <laughs> but... Um, Operations but, doesn't. But, but well, but procurement also knows that they if they get too much stuff from one vendor or the control systems come from the same vendor, then they, they don't have alternatives for it. And so I, I think... Yeah. It's a pretty blatant, like, not only do we we want, we're going to take advantage of the locked-in sales you already have, but we're going to extend the lock-in even more aggressively for you. And that, I think, is where customers are st being like, ooh, I I need to be, yeah. you know, so thinking. Who do, so it, what it's kind not of just customer? Procurement either. So, sorry, Richard, I talked about you. Not just procurement. Yeah. So what does that say about the kind of characteristics of the customer that will stick with it? Maybe they will, you know, kind of Yeah. They will they'll they'll take the hit and kind of say, all right, uh, but you know, the the alternatives are not um appealing or like I just can't do that now. What is how would you characterize the customer that stays with the Broadcom revision of the program? And how would you characterize those that are in a position to or absolutely are going to, you know, flee as soon as they can? I would categorize the, the former ones as the old guard. That the customers that are comfortable with VMware and are uncomfortable considering something else because their entire expertise is built around it. And those are exactly the kinds of customers that Broadcom wants, as, as Rob I, was saying. But, but those same customers are looking at how they've, what, where their dependencies have, have gotten woven in to mm -hmm. this. Um, oh boy, Virtuoso, Marantis, we, let's, let's talk alternatives. Um, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I think that they are, 
every customer we have is looking at alternatives to one degree or another. Um, and they're, they might be okay to keep the stuff they've got, but you know, they're, they're considering, we had one customer who's like, we're done with virtualization. We're going to just deploy, we want to deploy everything on bare metal. Um, and which is actually not being done with virtualization. What they end up doing is then they start looking at prox. I've heard a lot of proxmox, which surprises me as an alternative. Um, um, definitely Nutanix is a, is a, is a really strong enterprise play. Um, there's yeah. some companies that are looking just to moving to direct hypervisors. Um, so, you know, just KVM, Zen, um, Hyper-V. It's not that simple to just run a fleet of hypervisors, especially because then you give up all the networking magic, the storage. Well, that that was the point of, yeah. Um, I, I think of there's... VMware. There's, there's also the, the, the impact of Kubernetes there. And I right. just probably drives a lot of the, the customers who decide, well, I'm just going to run on bare metal. Because nowadays, like with Talos, uh, you, you can run your Kubernetes nodes on bare metal and manage them still with less complexity than on than managing a hypervisor. And at uh, less cost. And that's, I, I think that the Kubernetes, right, that the timing is such that you know, Kubernetes on bare metal is is an interesting. I'll, I'll tell you though, it's it's incredibly. I, you know, we we are trying to play in that space, and I'm I'm watching what the field is doing. Um, it's a it's Kubernetes was not <laughs> squeezed on both ends. Kubernetes was not designed to deal with machines that are as complex as physical machines, and and um, the the provisioners. Right. We don't, we're, we're, we provision, but we're not a provisioner. We're a, a full cloud, you know, a management system. The, the provisioners were not designed to do the work that, that a cloud system needs, that, that Kubernetes needs as from a cloud system. So, um, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to figure out how to explain the, the difference with that. Does that make sense? But doesn't that create an opening for you? We, I, I think it does. Um, it, I think it does. The, the challenge you get into is that you're there, there's a whole whole different conversation about competing with free stuff. Um, yeah. And so uh, I literally, we just my team just spent an hour and a half talking about this topic. So um, it's it it is right. The, the the thing that that I think of when I look at this is IT departments have to um, come back. And say, all right, we're not going to get all this stuff from a single vendor. It didn't work so well from a single vendor, and there is no single vendor to, to go. And then they're they're going to have to be more deliberate about um, decomposing this into um, into into parts of the stack, um, and then looking at it as a pla- as an infrastructure platform. VMware made people like this is the thing that we have to we see in enterprises is be, because of VMware. They have teams that small solve a whole bunch of small problems, and they're not very good about looking at it as a system. They they gave right. up ownership of their their infrastructure systems, their infrastructure platforms. Um, and I think well, that there's an opportunity to come back and be like, all right, we're gonna we need an infrastructure platform where an API is used to get and retrieve and manage infrastructure, but we're not gonna 
we're going to do it at the platform level, not at the hypervisor level this time. On like on the free stuff, like yeah. you, I, I I agree that it's hard to compete with the with the free things. Yeah. Um, but um, the part where I can see a company will still have an in is in value added, particularly when it comes to compliance. Like the free stuff is easy to set up. <laughs> Proving that the setup is compliant, though, is the hard part. And that is typically yeah. where enterprise customers go to a vendor and say, like, yeah, okay, it's your like, like you are certified, which means that if I buy you, I can prove just by showing that I have your recommended setup that I'm compliant. Yeah. No, I, there's, there are definite opportunities and the, 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 the open source projects are not at all easy. As a matter of fact, just the opposite. They're, they're mm -hmm. incredibly complex and tricky to solve. And they were, there's a lot of undocumented things that are necessary to operate at enterprise scale. Um, and, um, but definitely the compliance piece we didn't even mention, right? There's a, there's a huge UFI bug, um, uh, a takeover type uh, vulnerability in, in the UEFI BIOS, by the way. Um, yeah, no, and think about if, if you were doing distribute, you would just when you needed to, just when I needed to hear about that. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. It, we we did a nice write up about it. It's we on LinkedIn. So if if you, yeah. uh, um, but yeah, that to get these, this is a nice thing. If if you look at it from a platform perspective, there's actually some really nice alternatives here, and you could do a very pra practical Proxmox deployment, especially if you were like, yeah, this this team is going to get Proxmox because they want it. This team just needs a whole bunch of VMs. And then you can start, you know, actually doing, or this this team just needs Kubernetes, let them do Kubernetes. I think there's there's a very real alternative to modernize the approach and people could look at VMware, and, and this is what y'all seem to be advocating from a strategy, right? Look at VMware as old guard. This very integrated single vendor stack is sort of, you know, not, it's, it's, it's an approach, but it's more legacy approach. You could switch over to being more nimble and dynamic where you can swap pieces and parts in and have more automated infrastructure. The opportunity is there. Um, and, and who's which of the so coming back? Which of the commercial offers, not the open source, sure, because it's there. Which of the commercial offers lend themselves to that mindset? Uh, they they all do because none of them are as complete as VMware. Is there there is no there is no solution? Nutanix is the right. closest to VMware. Um, I should include like their scale. IO in here, which does a yeah. nice little uh, edge and and small office, right? They're not they're not designed to do the scale pieces. Um, it, it, is any of the old Parallels ranchers is, is really it, it, not those those are not those are more hosting. The parallels pieces are more. Is any hosting. of the old rancher stuff uh, appearing at all? The in rancher any? rancher Sousa has done a decent job of absorbing the rancher pieces rancher has something called um it's it's like harvester or harvest that is yeah. a, um 
integrated storage, like Ceph storage thing. I, I don't see it getting a ton mm. of traction. I think that it's yeah. a consulting play for them. Um, no, the, this where is, does that fit in with Longhorn? Sorry, Longhorn. That's the name. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Long Longhorns, and I think I think that's a part. Rancher is a part of the no Rancher is Longhorn is their storage integrated. Um, and the Kubernetes people are moving as fast as they can on on Kubevert, which is the virtualization model under Kubernetes. I I think it's it's for organizations that are used to v virtual machine managers like VMware. I think Kubevert is a big stretch. Um, yeah, we we've literally they we were taking Dynamite to this huge vertical stack, and the organizations are going to have to look at this as much more of a um, components purchase decision as an alternative. So it's not bad. Is there is there a short list of candidate companies that you believe can kind of create enough of a gravitational mass pulling together the piece parts together doing the you know the best integrations you know modular modular offers but with with all of the right all of the right goodies that become kind of central to this new economy of those who are you know are not willing to drive their grandfather's Oldsmobile anymore um I'm going to start the the phrase with "except us," except for Akin. Um No, it's this has not been a profitable area where right where people yeah. are looking for an integrated that type of integrated platform. Even this is what's funny. And my point about VMware and hardware, Nutanix, even Nutanix, like even Nutanix is incredibly hard to you know not even. And in Nutanix is incredibly hard to install and get everything running. Right, we just did a whole bunch of work to bootstrap those those clusters. Um, the you know we because VMware has been so aggressive about selling sort of you know a, a hand built stack and like VxRail, which is super expensive and things like that. There hasn't been a ton of. Um, motion from any of their competitors to address those problems like even kubernetes mm -hmm. right the kubernetes install stuff is really about you know uh kubernetes building clusters into already automated infrastructure um nutanix assumes that they're going to be the whole stack um proxmox you know it's it's do-it-yourself stuff and so there's you know people aren't thinking about it as a system um uh, that's the problem yeah. They're not thinking about it as a system and they're creating a lot of technical debt in the process. And, you know, this push by Broadcom is, I mean, I was just writing some notes about it. Yeah. Uh, it's adding another layer of blocks to your already walled garden. Yes. And it's going to be very hard to break out of it. I am hearing good things about SaltStack, by the way, which is why I kind of put it in the comments. It's gaining a lot of momentum. Still early days, but it's gaining a lot of momentum. I'm not sure why. To me, right. it seems very complex. 
I've seen but a couple of things. A couple of so Solstack is is not new, right? It's it's twenty years mm-hmm. old now. Um, I know, but it hasn't. You, you haven't heard anything about it for a long time, and so I'm trying to find out what changed. Why is it suddenly? I, that I, that I can answer. VMware has been pushing Saltstack really aggressively as part of the RA ah, suite, and okay. we saw well, this. We saw this spin up um, last year, where our customers all of a sudden were like, "And we want to do Salt." And we're like, why do you want to do salt? And we're like, well, because it's free with VMware and they're telling us it's great. And it's integrated mm-hmm. into all of our VMware stuff. Um, the, the other side of that coin also is that IBM slash Red Hat has not really been doing well at convincing Ansible users to stay. Mm-hmm. I mean, salt used to be kind of the the alternative to Ansible, and then we, and to your point, haven't heard, haven't heard much of anything from them for a long time. It's well, something must use. have changed. Yeah, yeah. It's it's entirely VMware pushing it as a great thing, and I I think yeah. that they acquired they acquired two years ago, three years ago. They integrated. They they made a decision that um it was going to be the foundation of a lot of the Aria Suite stuff. Yeah, and um. And now they're they're evangelized. It's great. I mean, it's actually a really good um, ops uh, ops configuration platform. Um, yeah, yeah. It was except good. when they had well, their significant vulnerabilities. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I see. I I thought you were. I, I was expecting you to say with the Broadcom roadmap, and and I know we're over time, so I'll be very brief. Yeah. Uh, that they're aiming at the AI ops stack. That's on, you know, that's like oh. <laughs> ultimately where they're going to go. And, you know, it's just going to take them a while, et cetera, et cetera, because it kind of makes sense in a way. But I think it might be a little too, you know, based on Rich's face and your reaction. I'm kind of sitting there going, no, they're not. They're not. I, I, I'm, I am going to be, I am going to be, you know, in the, in my rocking chair and, you know, by the time they get around to that and things move, I mean, just on the basis of where they are now and how quickly they can kind of pull that off. I don't see how they have a, a ghost of a chance of being significant in AI ops. They're just too glacial. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. They're, they're also really, they're really from a price perspective, this, this need to lead with the hypervisor yeah yeah is is just not it's it's not right. even interesting right the 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 high the all the ai ops ai ops stuff and ai cluster ops ends up being bare metal get out of my way make do it fast make it productive deal with my complexity right. get out of my way um I, 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 that market is, we're still, we're still trying to figure out, and I have a whole write up on, on that stuff. Like we can make it a topic if you want. Happy to actually share. Sure. I think it'd be a great topic. That's something. I'll, 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 more throw, and more it, I'll throw it on the counter um, as a, yeah. I'll put it on the 23rd. I actually have the, I've been doing the research um, and I, I'm happy to share because that's not uh cluster operations review. Um, I have it on the 23rd. The, yeah, VM. It's the the people doing that. Um, I'll save. I'll save the conversation for that. 
Let's do that. Mm. Diana, thanks for thanks for dropping that question in because it I really enjoyed today's conversation. I got so much out of it. I I mean, this is really important for what I'm working on right now. So I love being able to drop in and talk to the smartest people about stuff that's current. So I'm glad it was interesting to y'all. Um, which book is it that we're reading? It is the yeah, have- um, Alex Voss, uh, Never Split yeah. the Difference. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I looked on your, uh, sorry, Diana, I looked on the document and you have something else there. Oh, do I? Yeah. Oh, no, uh, data cartel, uh, spring, spring, spring. Yeah, data. No, that we, we, no, did, we, we did that cartel. one. It's, it's, uh, never split the, it is never split. Never the split it. the difference. Yeah. Yeah, right? that's what I thought, but I don't know. Maybe I just that, looked at it wrong. Is it Alex Voss or Chris Voss? Chris, Chris Voss. Voss. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to add one. A couple times. I'm go ahead. Ready to go. <laughs> uh, the Two Butt Rule by John Wilpert, which just got released. Cool. It's he he's a very innovative thinker. I'm sorry, what is the name of that again? The Two Butt Rule. Oh, and it's butt, butt with one T, not two. <laughs> And if you know John, you'll understand why he named the book that. But uh, so he's, I'm putting, he's, I'm putting uh, a link in the document. Yeah, okay. he's he's a good guy, and it it will I, be a very interesting read. Okay, I have I got a, I've got to run, folks. Me too. Bye. 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 Wow! One of the things I absolutely love about this group is while we do have an agenda of interesting topics that we desperately want to talk about, we are always up for the, oh, snap, how are we, (laughs) what happened? Let's talk about that. Dig in, compare notes, uh, and and have an honest discussion about what's going on in market. Um, That is just awesome. I love doing it. Uh, The the group loves it too. Um, You could come in and be part of that voice if you want to join us on Thursday mornings. Uh, You can find out our whole agenda and schedule. You can be part of our book club at the2030.cloud. I know you want to come and we would like to see you here. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Cloud 2030 podcast. It is sponsored by RackN where we are really working to build a community of people who are using and thinking about infrastructure differently, because that's what RackN does. We write software that helps put uh, operators back in control of distributed infrastructure, really thinking about how things should be run and building software that makes that possible. If this is interesting to you, uh, please try out the software. We would love to get your opinion and, and, and hear how you think this could transform infrastructure more broadly, or just keep enjoying the podcast and coming to the uh, discussions and, you know, laying out your thoughts and how you see the future unfolding. All part of building a better infrastructure operations community. Thank you.